Hey, America. Start, Start listening, listening now. now. God, we sound good. Yes. All right. Junior Eurovision is just around the corner, but until we start doing some reviews shows, we're going to talk about our favorite overblown, gravitas thirsty Eurovision entries. That's right. The negativity continues. Derek, roll the evil theme music again. And welcome to another dastardly episode of 12 Points from America, a Eurovision Song Contest podcast from America. Because why not? I'm Eric. I'm Derek. I'm Samantha. And I'm Danny. I, I feel like you're opening a can of worms of asking why not. What do you mean? Legality? Morals? Ethics? I just said I don't why know. not. I, I don't, I, I'm confused. <laughs> Eric standing in front of the crown jewels of the Tower of London. Why not? Why yeah. not lick them? <laughs> Why not? <lick> them? <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah, I'm not going to lie. I did a quick Google search for uh, just like funny corporate slogans because uh, sometimes, <laughs> yes, sometimes okay. some of those work really well. Uh, Wait, and I didn't. Why not? I, I didn't find one. Oh, I, I just came up with that. Uh, oh, okay. But I guess my not North Dakota. Yeah, why it not? Does my have not that, yeah, it has that. Uh, why not? Why like, not? My God, <laughs> let me let me tell you why not. Yeah, uh, but I, I some of these that I learned uh, are just amazing, and I want to share one with you uh, because I can. Uh, which is from Dr Pepper, who in 2011 used a, a slogan. I cannot believe this is real. They said it's not for women. I I recall yeah. that. I, I recall that. that immensely because they were like like uh, guys riding around in jeeps and there's explosions like it's a war movie and they're like Dr Pepper it's not for women what's real I feel like there isn't there a, uh, a a chocolate bar in the UK I can't remember if it's Lion or Yorkie or something like that but just that the tagline is it's not for girls I'm like screw you I'm gonna eat my mm. chocolate speaking Ooh, of not for girls it's, be it's because oh. it's made with a uh, kitty litter oh yeah. that makes sense yeah there's cat pee in it. They're very oh. upfront. Anyway. Yeah. God. yeah. Well, that's why it's a lion bar, I guess. Uh, yeah, Sam, socials, ah, please. There we go. Yeah, yeah. All right, yes. Uh, you can find us on all of the standard social media outlets and some of the weird ones, too. So uh, Facebook, Twitter, because I'm still going to call it Twitter. Uh, so, yeah. Yes. Up yours. Uh, TikTok, Threads, Blue Sky, Instagram, all of those. You can just find us at 12PointsUSA. Just email us directly at 12pointsofamerica at gmail.com. Uh, feel free to check out our fantabulous merchandise over on our Redbubble page, or you can support us directly uh, and financially through Patreon. And whether you support us financially or not, we love you and appreciate you and are grateful to you anyway. Uh, but Patreon supporters get exclusive content, a little bit early access to episodes, and it's just another way to get in touch with us. And you might be listening to us right now via our friends over at Switch Radio Europe Calling. Uh, if you are, hi. And if not, Give them a you know give them a follow check them out switch radio europe calling it's a whole week's worth of fantastic fantastic content all eurovision focused uh from content creators from all over mostly the continent but all over the world if you're counting us which i do mm. uh speaking of podcasts and other audio media i want to wish us all a happy belated international podcast day that was september 30th uh i am we did so it sorry. yeah i'm sorry i'm sorry i missed it i would have made a cake or a cupcake or something like that 
I'm, I'm the Never terrible. too late, Sam. Yep. Uh, so I figured we would just carve out a little bit of time in our show today just to shout out some of our other favorite podcasts, either Eurovision related or not. Just, you know, give credit where credit's due and, uh, you know, give give some kudos to fellow fellow makers, fellow nerds, fellow fellow people who like to talk too much on, <laughs> on into cameras and, and uh, into uh, microphones. So... I mean, Eric, why don't we start with you? Like, what are some of your, some of the other podcasts that you might listen to outside of, oh, outside goodness. of ours, of course? Uh, well, I only listen to ours. Uh, I, I don't want to be like influenced negatively. That's fair. No, that's not true. Uh, <laughs> I have a few favorites. Um, a, a lot of my favorites, uh, to be mm -hmm. honest, are, are probably not going to be super interesting to you unless you are a big fan of basketball. Uh, but I will shout out the No Dunks podcast. Uh, basically, the, the run by the guys who who started the Basketball Jones, which was like the original basketball podcast back when that podcasts weren't as ubiquitous as they are now. Uh, but they turned that into a TV show called The Starters that was on NBA TV that was hysterical. These guys are so funny, uh, and and now it's a podcast again called No Dunks. Uh, and shout, so shout out to them and um, prayers up or whatever you do uh, for Taz Mellis, a guy from from their show who was uh, hit by a car recently uh, and is uh, is recuperating. He's out of ICU. Uh, it's just going to be kind of a long road for the guy. So. Um, been listening to that a lot uh, and really wanting to support them. They're they're great. I'm a fan of a few others. Uh, the Athletic, uh, a good website for sports content. Uh, if you're if you're into those sorts of things, has done a number of special podcasts on di different things, and they did one a couple years ago called Shattered uh, about the 1990s New York Knicks. And I am not mm. a fan. Of, I am not a Knicks fan at all. Uh, but oh man, the storytelling and all of that is just really really amazing. I, I, uh, so check that out if you're into if you're into basketball at all. If you're not into basketball. Um, how did this get played is uh, is a great one for uh, uh, video game enthusiasts. Uh, Scott o uh, Scott Ackerman from Comedy Bang Bang and Adam Scott did a uh, REM album series, and they've since done like I think they've done U two and a few other bands, but just talking about the album by album discussion of some of their favorite artists and things like that. Uh, those are really really good as well. Um, I think those are my. I big ones as far as eurovision goes obviously uh pals shout out to our pals at the euro what shout out to phil at eurovision wars and shout out to uh, all the other ones that i've personally been on uh because those ones have the best taste and uh yeah whichever they are because i totally remember uh, esc insight that's a good yes, one yes there i was i was i that didn't was... want to interrupt i was gonna let you come to that one on your own <laughs> uh euro trip is fun i was on that once too uh mm. euro trip's good danny how about you i don't listen to podcasts well, fine. Moving on. Uh, like that's <laughs> that's straight up like kind of serious. Like I don't listen to podcasts. There's something about um, like riding in cars with all of my friends who are listening to podcasts at 1.75 speed that drives me absolutely up against the wall. Oh, that's uh, I, I I think it's sickening and tragic. And I don't know. I just don't listen to it. I, I used to regularly listen to like like Today Explained and like New York Times is the Daily, but they don't need my help. They can Michael Barbaro is making enough money. I don't ca I don't care. <laughs> Okay, then fine. Derek, what about you? Yeah, I don't listen to podcasts or this Eurovision. Is going, this is going great. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> love it. 12 points from America, the podcast by people who hate podcasts. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> it's like that Garth <laughs> Marenghi quote, I'm the only person you'll ever meet who's written more books than he's ever read. <laughs> who, who is the... Uh, I read Hop on Pop, and then he decided, ah, I can do better. 
I'm trying to remember the name of this guy. He designed. Have you ever played Shenmue or Shenmue the uh, video yes, game? Yeah, I played Shenmue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, supposedly the designer of that notoriously does not play video games. <laughs> Good. Uh, you can kind of tell it, because and it shows because uh, you have to do stuff in that video game that would drive just, anyone up the wall. Yep, exactly. So that's us. You know basketball, We're, Eric. What's the who's the I'm forgetting who's the absolutely huge NBA star who, against his wishes, keeps playing, even though all he wants to do is retire. All he wants to do is like go and farm somewhere. He's from like Eastern Europe. Oh, you're t- oh, is you're this talking Luka about Doncic, like no, just, no, no, Nikola Jokic. He just yeah, Jokic. He's he's, he's like, a two-time please. MVP. He's from Serbia. He just won the NBA Finals, <laughs> and like when they said like. And you know they clinched on like a maybe a Monday or something like that. And somebody asked him in the press conference, "How excited are you for the championship parade on on uh, on Thursday?" And he has <laughs> like, this I just look want like to go home to my farm Thursday. Oh no, no, I have to go. Like like he legitimately just wanted to go home and and farm. Like I don't yeah. think he actually ex- I don't think he actually <laughs> enjoys basketball, but he's almost certainly the best person at it on the planet. Uh, but I respect that. Yeah, yeah. I mean. I mean, just, it's, it's just uh, a desire to go home. Yeah, it's uh, it's a, it's a, it pays well, you know, if you're good at it and you're seven feet tall, which he is. If so... only we had nothing but utter contempt for Eurovision, then perhaps we might have the best Eurovision oh. podcast on the air. Speak for yourself. <laughs> He's like, Danny, have you listened to yourself? <laughs> I have. Anyway, sorry, Derek, go back to what you don't listen to, I guess. Uh... I used to listen to a lot more, but I've kind of waned on it just because they, I don't know, the shows change and either you like the change or you don't. I used to listen to how does get played and then they completely changed what they were doing. And I'm like, well, I don't like this show anymore. That's fair. Yeah. I, um, older. How do I get, how does this get played? Uh, is definitely better. They, I do like, uh, I still listen to how did this get made? I've been listening to that for over a decade now. Which I think mm-hmm. I love. God, that is that is so long running. Mm. I know, right? It's not as funny as it used to be, but I still enjoy it. And uh, what else? I'm like, all right, I got to pull up my phone and look. What else do I have on here? <laughs> uh, Pod Save America. So we get a lot of my news nowadays. It's a great show if you don't listen to it. Mm. Taskmaster, the podcast. Ooh, I need uh, to get into that, especially now that the new series ooh. is up. They've got they like went back and did every episode and then when new episodes would come out, they do the new episodes and they're completely caught up now. So if the show is not on, they're on hiatus, which is kind of unfortunate because they were doing a show every week for a while. Uh, if you're into crappy books or you're a, a book snob, uh, 372 pages will never get back or the worst bestsellers, I think, are hilarious. They just read crappy books and make fun of them. Nice. And the show ended a long time ago. Uh I don't even know television was a fantastic show and they just decided to stop doing it. I think the pandemic got to them. Yeah. Like one of my favorite podcasts of all time, uh, which I mean, any, any of our listeners from the UK probably already knows my dad wrote a porno, uh, but they have gone on hiatus. They'll do like specials every now and again, but they're no longer going chapter by chapter through the incredible, horrific erotica of Rocky Flintstone, uh, which is a shame, but I guess I could always start from episode one again. Uh, Otherwise I, am a big fan of uh, Secretly Incredibly Fascinating, which kind of rose from the ashes of the Cracked podcast. Uh, it, it basically takes a topic that seems completely mundane, like the Postal Service or Asphalt or, you know, Vanilla, and really kind of delve into the history of it and societal impact. And it's really fun. It's really lighthearted. Uh, it's really accessible. And as a trivia snob and trivia geek, I love it. Um uh, when it comes to like oh. actual trivia podcasts, Trivial Warfare is a lot of fun. I have gone through quite a few road trips just binge listening to that. 
uh, I actually appeared on one episode. If so, I mean, yeah, I was on episode like 402, which just goes to show how many freaking episodes that they've made of this. Uh, another one. Sarah, how really many loved... podcasts have you been on? Have I have been on no more idea. than 12. I'd have to go back and count. I'd say it's probably been. Sam's been on uh, 113 podcasts. No, no. I mean, oh, are we counting individual episodes? No, I, I'd say probably about maybe around 10-ish, I guess. Maybe a bit fewer. Mostly Eurovision hmm. stuff. Uh, tennis, my favorite sport. Sport. <laughs> <laughs> if you're Dutch, you watch a lot of tennis. Uh, there's some tennis. Big fan of one called Betwixt the Sheets, which is uh, a bit spicier. It's a uh, history of sex, scandal, and society throughout history. So some of the episodes are spicier than others, but then you'll have episodes that delve into murder or, you know, the history of breast implants or... Uh, how 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 saucy were the Tudors really? Or you know the history of perfume, which is a little bit more accessible to you know people who have their kids in the car. But it's really really fascinating and just a little saucy, but comfortably so. So yeah, those are my those are my picks. Okay, so how spicy were the Tudors really? They could get pretty randy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They, cool. You know, even the even the Victorians. You think you know they were all these you know buttoned up and stayed and you know 18 layers of clothing but no they they got pretty pretty hot and heavy i've seen the cod pieces from the victorians no the tudors true we've all seen the cod pieces from the tudors you can't unsee <laughs> the haven't. cod pieces from the tudors all right sam so who do you give you five I, points to okay. uh, as far as podcasts go oh uh 12 points from america of course ah, good yes yeah. yeah all right yeah what a great podcast yeah, we recommend 12 Points from America here at 12 Points from America. Thank you, thank you, thank mm -hmm. you. Anyway, uh, we are still waiting on more concrete news from the big show. Uh, but like we've mentioned, Junior Eurovision is just around the corner, coming up at the end of November. Uh, mm -hmm. We've got a couple more songs, a little bit more information coming in. Uh, we have a confirmation of the hosts. So we have the return of Olivier Min, who was the co-host back in 2021. He will be joined by beauty queen Miss France 2011, Laurie Tillemann. Uh, who also has broadcasting experience as well. So it'll be a twosome rather than the three that were in Paris uh, two years ago. Uh, speaking of France, we have the singer and the song representing the home country. Uh, the song is called Coeur or Heart. Uh, singer's name is Zoe Clausure. It's an internal selection. She is 13 years old and she was a semi-finalist semi on The Voice Kids back in 2020. So yeah. We will go into reviews and a little bit more information about all these songs in the coming weeks. Uh, but yeah, we'll just give you the headlines for now. I had to look because I saw this and I was like, oh, Zoe Closier, she's she's 13. I'm like, that seems that seems old for for France recently. And then I went back and Lissandra was 13. I was like, Lissandra might as well have been five to me. I, I, I cannot just, keep track. That's he shocking. Didn't, he didn't have a growth spurt. You know. He didn't. Does yeah. he still not have I mean, one? He's still waiting. I, I mean, if he's fourteen now, I mean, we'll we'll see in a couple of months as he goes on. Was and his artist group. Oh, she was. She was. Oh, young. She was. She, she was, she was like, a little, like eleven. She was. She was a little sprat. Yeah. yeah okay. She was ten or eleven. Yeah. Speaking of the little ones, actually, at Junior Eurovision, uh, we have a nine-year-old artist selected from Ukraine who will mm -hmm. likely be the youngest artist that we'll have this year. Uh, her name is Anastasia Dimid. Her song is called uh, Kvitka, which means flower. Uh, it was a five-song national final that she took part in. She won it by one point. She got the top marks in the public, second place in the jury. So pretty resounding success there. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so we've got a singer in the single digits, which we don't normally see. But no, yeah, I mean, yeah. I feel like we get 
like at least one every year. I, I feel like even since we've been doing this, we've seen an eight-year-old in the contest, right? Like, That's about as young as it gets. Yeah, or like they, they were eight yeah, when yeah. they they were like eight when they were selected. Because yeah, I think you have mm-hmm. to be nine at this point to. It's, it's worrisome to me for there to be someone competing in junior Eurovision and like still working on their times tables. I mean, honestly, I know people in their thirties who are still working on their times tables. So <laughs> no shame, no shame. Yeah, who is it? Who's? Let's <laughs> see. Everyone from <laughs> everyone behind Dottie Freyer was still working on their divisions. <laughs> oh, oh, you mean the actual like vocal chorus, not just like yes. the other members of Gagnamagneth. I'm like, no, they no, no. seems perfectly well educated. <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh also coming down the pipeline by the time this episode airs the song for spain love you by sandra valero will have dropped yes. uh the irish national final is scheduled for this upcoming saturday i believe uh the 8th sunday. of october sunday sorry whatever mm-hmm. the 8th is uh anyway it's a three singer final so we'll either have claire keely neve beatrix smith or jessica mckean singing for ireland so we know we'll have another female artist selected for there what an uh, irish list of names i was gonna say yeah claire keely neve beatrix smith danny is that your attempt at an irish accent it could have been i don't know all, all we're looking for really is you know if there was like a siobhan o'hara i think that's the only thing that would like cap this quiva yeah <laughs> Uh, all right. Otherwise, uh, Portugal's song for singer Julia Machado was going to be revealed on the 9th of October. So, mm-hmm. frankly, by the time we record our next episode, because we normally do this on a Monday, you'll know mm-hmm. the song. Uh, we are awaiting the songs for Estonia, Georgia, Malta, and North Macedonia, but we have their artists. But we're waiting on any news for Italy, the United Kingdom, or Armenia. To be honest, we are actually kind of waiting to hear a bit more news about Armenia mm-hmm. with everything that's been going on in Armenia and the greater region. Um, who knows whether they will be participating. I do not know anything official from the EBU. We will hear something soon, I'm sure. I certainly hope Armenia joins the party, but there have been other occasions where they've been on the initial list and due to things that are going on in the region, they've had to pull out last minute. The last time it happened, they were going to send a young singer named Malena, and we know how that turned out in the end. So mm-hmm. we will find out and we will tell you all about it on the show that we find out about it on, I guess. Yeah, this one. I'm surprised that the UK hasn't like said anything because they they didn't do half bad last year. They did great last year. Yeah, not at uh, all. Like, like they, I feel like they were one of the last singers, uh, the last countries to announce their singer and song last year as well. So they might just be waiting for other news to come out. So they kind of spring it at the end. There, well, there is a strategy. Two months to this. away, though. You know, they're. <laughs> Yeah, but it's junior Eurovision. It's not quite the I same know. timetable as the big show. I anyway. feel like Kami Kami was like almost last minute. And then it was like, oh, well, that's it. That's the one. Yeah. And then it was. Yep. I mean, Lose My Head last year was from the UK was exceptional. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think she Everyone won wanted the public vote, didn't she? I, she did. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Not bad for a girl who had laryngitis basically the entire time that she was there and she pulled it together last oh, minute. Why is this always happening? It's always a song contest and someone always shows up with like the head cold of their lives. That's the problem about having the event in December. <laughs> True. <laughs> anyway, hopefully all of our singers will be feeling well they're healthy they are drinking enough honey lemon ginger tea they've got it running through their veins that they're all fine Mm -hmm. fast forward to november we'll see what happens anyway danny you we're gonna roll over to you for a moment because you nominated a topic for the four of us and i'm intrigued and i'm a little scared 
Uh-huh. So what's what's going on in that noggin of yours? I feel this touches in a, a a familiar vein when it comes to my opinions on the contest at all. So on our notes sheet, I had this written down ages and ages ago under the phrase pushing dignity too far. And I got a message recently that was just like, Danny, what does this mean? Um, I'm going to explain what pushing dignity too far means Uh because it's the topic of the, the main portion of the show. I mean, to describe countries swinging really hard with a sort of really profound artistic song and falling flat on their faces, which I acknowledge is a rare occurrence. Because I think at Eurovision, like really going for, going for the, for the taste factor, I feel like it pays off more often than not. But as my... Time has, as time has gone on and I've become more familiar with the contest, there are certain, certain songs that I have lost patience for, and they tend to be these very heavy, very, very serious songs. And so I'd like to take a little bit to drag some people through the mud. So who are our favorite crying women, our favorite back projected burning buildings, our favorite weeping children choruses, things to that effect. Well, all right then. Then, then when you think about these archetypal, you know, dignity and gravitas, <laughs> what are yes. what are what are some of the songs and some of the images that come to mind for you? Then I think that this came. I, the thing that triggered this thought was probably Austria twenty twenty one into tw- or twenty twenty into twenty twenty one. So this is if if we can go back to that wonderful time not too long ago, Austria sent uh, Vincent Bueno. And in 2020, they were originally going to have him do this really poppy sort of Justin Timberlake appropriate song called, why am I blanking on it, Sam? What is it called? Alive. Alive. Yeah, just alive. And it was like, like, it was extremely like US radio friendly, like this could have done really well. And then of course, we couldn't bring that to the contest because it was COVID canceled. And then the next year, Vincent Bueno was still slated for Austria to go to the contest. And he brought... Amen. And Amen was so serious, was so about the emotions, and it was such whiplash from this, not disposable, but just like extremely digestible and listenable and danceable song. It felt like, I was like, why is this ringing so hollow? And that's not to be, uh, whatever, I'm going to be mean. I'm going to be mean this episode. Again, it just felt really kind of completely lacking and so that's that's the one that immediately was brought to mind for me like why would you be this completely serious when we know that your your best talents are are in something that's not so dour i mean do you think a lot of it is just a product of the time and the environment that of of just this just beginning to come out of covid and there was this groundswell of are we ready to actually party or do we need to be serious about the you know millions of deaths that have just happened around Can the world. Can you imagine I mean, if like Dottie how... Frayer <laughs> had decided to go and be super serious and really try to try to go for the Oscar? Like, <laughs> I literally cool. cannot imagine I, that. I'd like to see Dottie Frayer, you know, have a, a very... I, I Like, I understand the impulse to be serious and everything, and perhaps of all years to do it in it. Perhaps that would be the one, but it's like... I mean, Natalie Gordienko went from prison to, to, to sugar. So it's like, man... D- wasn't holding anyone else back. It also didn't help that uh, uh, the Slovenia, what was her, Anna Soklic, am I remembering mm-hmm. that? Because she also sent an amen that year that was also extremely serious. So I don't know, really stood out for me. 
at least she was staying sort of in the same lane as her previous entry. You know, Voda yes, to Amen like, was a very different path than Alive to Amen. It was, but it just gets under my skin sometimes. A song can be so transparently going for the jury vote. <laughs> Maybe yeah, I think yeah. I think that might be the be- the best way to describe this type of song that gets on my nerves is a song that is so like, oh yeah, and the juries are gonna love this because it's serious. So anything Swedish then. Anything Swedish. <laughs> well, I mean, jeez. I wouldn't call I wouldn't call like too late for love like a, a gravitas heavy song, but it's like there's something this is this is manufactured in a worse way is what i'm talking about i mean i feel like there are songs that are message songs that attempt the gravitas that actually do ring true and then yes, there's some yeah, that ring completely completely yeah. fake and hollow like you push on them and they kind of collapse like a bad hollywood plywood set i mean i think about you know a, a poor example of you know trying for the the heartstring tugging and it's just not working, even though, frankly, it did qualify for a final, came second to last. But that's the thing about a lot of these songs is that they do tend to do well, but that doesn't stop me from hating them. Right. <laughs> just like with Derek. No, the- <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, the song that I was coming up with that felt hollow, even though it was vocally fine, uh, was the Belarusian song from 2010. It was a song called Butterflies. And it was just a bunch of very pretty people saying, you know, just imagine we're like butterflies going through. And it's, you know, with our hearts, we pray for, you know, at one point they pull a string and butterfly wings pop up from behind them. And it's, you've got to be kidding. (laughs) Yeah, this is, I, 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 this is the cheesiest of Belarusian cheese. This is like Sirniki, like times 20. Just, yeah. But it qualified. Yeah. They, and they tend to, I, I, I was tr- I was trying to find more songs that I wasn't familiar with from contests a little bit earlier, but I I feel like this sort of song kind of dropped off a little bit after after Sweden hosted and did Love Love Peace Peace making fun of it, and then it's just everyone was just like, should we do this kind of song anymore and really be like we are all human beings who have the possibility for beauty and love? And it's like, well, I think we're done with that kind of song. Let's have fun, maybe. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I can't speak for the radio or, or the streaming numbers across Europe, but are songs like these, you know, do they exist much in the ecosystem anymore? Like, I remember growing up as a kid and, like, Bette Midler's From a Distance was played on Top 40 radio and things like that. Oh, that sort of, God. you know. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. From um, it was just songs like that were not uncommon. And now, like, that that's not a thing anymore. Is it just something that we feel has kind of fallen out of favor? And then Eurovision is just finally catching up to the fact of this isn't what people respond to in the same way anymore. People are meaner now. (laughs) And they should be. (laughs) Well, when was the last time a song like this did well? I was going to say, like, proud. I mean, proud, probably. Yeah, proud. Proud, 1944. Mm hmm. I mean, I think, hero, I think Heroes a million is cringe. Vo- a million like, voices? I'm, I'm throwing it out there. <laughs> yeah, Million Voices was like very like, let's all... A million Voices yeah. is like the er example almost. Of, yeah. of this kind of thing. It's like, yeah, um, not to be too mean to two say, but it's like, ugh, gosh. Like, oh, not is, that uh, one. No, 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 oh. no, no. Oh. no. Oh. But honestly, though, also... But honestly, A Million Voices is kind of like, you know, oh, let's all, let's all get together. Imagine mm-hmm. a world, you know. Danny, you, Imagine you a world said, where we did invade Crimea. Uh, <laughs> Ooh. 
so I'm Danny, trying. you, you mentioned yes. that these that these sorts of songs tend to tend to make the final. But the ones they that do, came to mind. Yes. Well, here's the thing: the ones that came to mind for me when uh -huh. I think about the things that, like, objectively fell on their face, I think of a few songs that did not make the final. Like, uh, yes. and uh, here they are in in uh, increasing <laughs> order of annoyingness to me personally. Uh -huh. One is uh, Calliope from North Macedonia. Hang on, Sam's looking Watch at me it. like, Watch no. it. Listen, Chanoi Bello is fine. Dona, yes. oh. I but she, ooh, that one I she, just felt like was was this this attempt at gravitas that didn't really work. I think I think part of it, at least for me, was in, the incredibly repetitive chorus. Is it in um, English? No, no, it's just she gave out donuts in the press center during her conference. She's like, you know what I'm singing about? It's donut, donut, donuts. And then suddenly her, her press team comes in carrying boxes of Dunkin' Donuts. And I, you know, are they really, was it really Dunkin'? Yes. Uh, wow. You can get Dunkin' in uh, whatever country that was. Yeah. That was, uh, oh, that was, runs on Duncan. Was, Are you Duncan looking forward Morris. to getting donuts now in Malmo? <laughs> Kinda. <laughs> Adding that to the list. Uh, sometime no, ask that's... Liz about how excited I was to see a uh, Krispy Kreme in Dublin. Oh, uh, gosh. <laughs> they well, weren't we as good Sam over there. She gets a Mr. Donut in Tokyo. Ooh. Mr. Donut is my father. It's not like Donut-san? Donut-san. Donut-san. Uh, what's that, what's another one sensei. here? Eric? What's it? Okay, um, the donut? other one. Uh, this this one I think is going to be less controversial. It's "Mother" by Axel Hirsu. Oh sure, from oh, yeah. 2014. Uh, good yeah. lord! What did uh, we did we literally have like pictures of mom behind him? No, there was a woman dancing behind him who looked kind of like Whistler's mother. Mm -hmm. Wait for real? <laughs> yeah, just a little bonnet on. Yeah, it was uh, it was too much. It was way way too much. But it was going for this sort of thing uh, uh, that. Just this, like, we shouldn't sing about love, we shouldn't sing about peace. What else can we sing about that's universal? Ah, mama, mom, mama. I don't know, it's 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 weird. I feel like I feel like it would be at home in a like an Ari Aster movie or something. It's just it just it's just <laughs> no, like it just feels I off. am your mother. It's it just it there's there was something about that, and that's 2014. That was my first contest, and oh, yeah, just feeling like oh god, like I don't really know what's going on here, but there's no way this is like gonna work you never forget your first eric no you don't and and uh so yeah mother not so much but the biggest the biggest example of this that i that um, this is the one that immediately came to mind for me yes. was one that was so uh i don't love to use the phrase try hard but but so try hard and so yes. uh like daring to be accepted so to speak, that it mm -hmm. didn't even get to the contest. Uh, yeah. Oh, no. And, what is it? What is it? <laughs> and that's are you flame, going, are you, that is burning? flame is Burning by uh, Julia Samuilova. Uh, this is Danny. This is the Russian gal in the mountain. Oh, it uh, is. OK. All right. But here, so, so like she or after before. So here here's the deal. Uh, so, yeah, she she came back and she did. I won't break, which was another example of this. And oh, gosh. Yeah. But big time. I, honestly, that's on my honestly, list here. Yeah. Russia does this a lot. 
Yes. Russia always has this like going for it vibe. And as much as Honestly, I wasn't really the, that into what's the, Little Big. What's the Thunder and Lightning song that Sergei sent uh, the first time? You are the only one. I I hate that song and I think it's I think it belongs in this category. Unfortunately, well, and, uh, it honestly, scream even more so, I think. Scram. Um, yes. Scram. He was in a glass case of emotion. <laughs> he was in a glass case of emotion. And I hate that. Yeah. For a full so, minute. <laughs> okay. So, so again, the flame it, is burning. What's going on here? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, really quick. I mentioned Little Big. Uh, at least Little Big was different. Like it yeah. really seemed like they were they were doing something a little bit different. And obviously, what has turned out to be the last Russian entry, Russian woman, was so cool. Yeah. Uh, and I and I really need to give them props for that. But generally speaking, in the like decade prior to that, basically since Dima Bilan, if not earlier, Russia, this has been their thing. But 2017, it's in Kiev. And Russia announces this song by this girl who's in a wheelchair about and, and a, a song about a flame that is. I don't know what it's about, uh, but it's it's just uh, I think some sort of sentimental art, heart stringy sort of thing. But here's the thing. Julia entered Crimea from Russia and that if your Ukraine is illegal uh, and so she was not legally allowed to enter the country. And this was. And they haven't said this, but I'm going to go ahead and state this as a fact. This was Russia putting a nice, young, disabled girl out in this thing and daring Ukraine. Yes, I dare, I dare you, you to, to say no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Ukraine was like, all right, no. Uh, like, no. No, absolutely not. And there was a bit of a standoff on it for a while. Uh, and by mid-April, Russia had, had bowed out and got to play the the victim a little bit is like well we had this nice thing and we weren't we no, weren't we're not able we're not they didn't send a replacement no they backed no, out completely they backed out entirely so so when I think of like going for it I think of Russia generally but I think of that year specifically in in terms of there was a insidious level to the going for it that of this kind of where very, where they were trying uh, to yeah, paint their neighbor calculate. as the bad guy knowing yeah. full well it like they knew she wasn't going like they it's very frustrating and then and then we were in portugal the next year they sent her again and uh it went as it went exactly as well as it should have which was horribly I, yeah just <laughs> i won't break is also awful. sort of the epitome of this song just like i am resilient i am uh she's so resilient I'm... that a mountain had to contain her it's awful sam yeah. No, I mean, when I was thinking about this topic, you know, the two songs that immediately came to mind, we kind of touched on them before, was A Million Voices, yes. uh-huh. and and What If, which was their 2013 song. What If? So it was a very sweet, fresh face, just had won the, the voice of Russia, and she's out there with this big peace ballad, What If We All Bury Our Guns and Come Together as One, and you could just see right through it. And it's like, come on. <laughs> Oh God, like, the Tomoshevsky sisters too, yeah. uh, sending a message from above, and it's all happy go lucky, whatever. It's like, do you know what this looks like when you're doing it? Like, oh my God, that's the ki- is it well, the same kind also- of thing that Remo Ferrer ran into this year with like, oh, it's water guns, uh, but I am also Swiss, uh, so different. Not not exactly, not different. Exactly. Okay. That that had its issues, but that's not that's not the same thing. Yeah. I mean, lines like closer to the crime, you know, Krim, K-R-I-M being the oftentimes the transliteration <sighs> of Crimea in Russia. Wow. You know, maybe there's a day you will be mine. It just kind of felt a little bit what? insidious. What? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's uh, other. But the, but the, again, those songs did well. They did OK. Yeah. 
there's a there's People a voted. frustration that I have here because they I I don't know is the Eurovision voting public dumb like because <laughs> no. we love not. the show we love Eurovision everybody I love Eurovision love but it. too often show. there there is a there is one of these and it always happens at like the Oscars too like there's always a a, a movie that seems like it was made just to get awards not like sort of as a machine not to really express any kind of one person's vision or art or message to the world but instead is just sort of kind of like calculated and i really hate that uh and and it so many of them tend to do really well danny what's what's the what's the biggest example of that to you out of curiosity of just like a movie that is purely oscar bait and nothing more green book Green Book? Yeah, that's fair. I was thinking that too. Yeah. Green yeah. It's Green no, Book. No, that's, yeah. yeah that's, I thought you were going to ask me, I thought answer. you were going to ask me the epitome of of the Eurovision song, which is like, and I'm I'm going to say this because it's going to rustle a lot of feathers. I have I have three songs written down here that I, I don't like, uh, and it's because I feel like there's a message behind them where, I don't know, it might be performed really well, and all three of these acts are very much beloved, but uh, I think that they are deliberately postured to win instead of feeling natural. Um, the lesser of those evils is heroes. I don't like heroes. I <laughs> I think the, the heroes of our time was was, was definitely one of those. Uh, the second of them is, I, I. so I'm not familiar with Butterfly, but it sounds uncannily similar to Netherlands' song that they sent in 2012. And this is going to make people angry. This is Anouk's Birds. And I don't. But yeah. I 2013. What? It's just a song about like you know. What if the birds were to fall from the sky like raindrops, just like my love for you? They are not proud. The birds there are not proud. I don't know why I'm doing like this <laughs> Polish. Yeah, like seriously, this like you thing. you and accents today, Danny. <laughs> But that's that's a song where it's like that also did extremely well. I think it came in like third or fourth. Like it wouldn't it wasn't that time, but it was the first Dutch song in a like, long, like, long time to qualify. To do well. And it's yeah. like, well, I suppose if you can come back, like we love you. We love you, the Netherlands. But that was nuts. Um, here's here's the big one. And I, I hate to really drop this as a bomb, but we don't talk about it enough. Um we talk on the show often about how Italy is always the bridesmaid and never the bride. It's like they come really close a lot of times. Monoskin winning was sort of like at the end of this long string of like Italy is doing really, really well. And I don't know why they haven't won. Um, I um, I hate Il Volo. I, oh, I oh, man. every time I have to watch a Eurovision compilation and Granda More comes on. I just want to seek past it. I can't. This is, this is, I know that they did extremely well. I know they like won the televote by a mile. I know that this is like a, a much revisited and beloved act. Um, Il Volo is camp to me. Il Volo is so hilariously trying to win. It is so funny. Um, I can be mean to Italy because Italy can handle it because Italy does so well. And there's so many other Italian songs that I've absolutely loved. Mahmoud, keep sending good stuff. Come a third time. Why don't you? But um, Leave Blanco uh, at home. every time I have to look at these three little ragamuffins singing their opera music into microphones and singing about the greatest love that has ever existed. I, I can't believe that that song exists. It seems like a parody of Eurovision seriousness. I, I think it's wild. Cue the the Eric Andre clip. I'm like, how could someone be so 
controversial and yet so brave. <laughs> um, I don't really have a strong opinion on is, this. Is this an opinion that is shared by either of you? Like, yes. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, I Derek. knew it. I, I, feel like I, I, I really don't understand. <laughs> like, going into the contest, everyone is raving about how these guys are international superstars and that this is the song that's going to take it home. And what? I mean, they, for they everyone's the auntie? Like, people's aunties yeah. vote. That's true. <laughs> Unfortunately. You have three, you know, nice looking young men who are ni mm -hmm. nicely scrubbed and polished yes. and they sing very, very well in the in in a message that people under grande amore. Okay, we understand that they're singing about love. Okay. Big love. It's not my thing. Big love. Big, big love. love. The big, big love. love. Big I love. sing the big love. I sing the big love Italiano, yeah. Yeah. And then like behind Amore them, Italiano. it's this is this is another yeah, this thing is that, the part I'm, that, that yeah. I'm talking I mean, about. I'm... Is that like behind them, the projections is all just like enormous pillars and, and big pink clouds. And like, it might as well Crumbling have been like thunder statues. and lightning and very, it's statue. Yeah, it's, it, it's so like they're going for prestige. It's the greatest love that ever exists. And if you don't vote for this, then you don't believe in love. Like that's what it's, that's what it really it, feels it, like. And it very nearly worked. I, it really did. They shot that's themselves funny. in the foot. That, that was their contest. Yep. It, that's the most remarkable thing. I can't believe I really struck gold with you, Derek. I feel like I was losing you as soon as I said something that <laughs> no. wasn't Sweden. <laughs> no, I mean, if we're, if we're talking about movies that are Oscar Beatty, I, my immediate thought was anything the Miramax movies were late 90s, yes. early 2000s. Like any. No, you're not a, you're not a Shakespeare in Love, love lover. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that movie Not that sucks. it's a bad movie, but come on. I, I would say it is a bad movie, but this isn't that podcast, I guess. It's just because it's okay an movie. Like in it. I mean... Right, yeah. I'm going to list one that you haven't mentioned yet that immediately came to mind as soon as you mentioned okay. this. And I okay. have to look up the name so I don't screw this up. And it is 2011's Amori Vasili's Sognu. I'm going to say that Sognu. wrong. It's Sognu. Sognu, which Where is this? I remember is this talking to country? Sam about when I first heard it. And she said, oh, everyone thought this was going to win. And they were looking at hotels in Paris. Oh. And he completely hosed it. Oh, he no. couldn't hear oh, himself. In full, in full honesty... He had in-ear problems. He could not hear himself, and it threw him off. He was pitch perfect every other time. That, it's but, a real that, shame. That was also fifteenth, which yeah. is shocking. Yeah, that's if for a for a favorite. That's brutal. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. But that was also um, a really crazy, crazy year. Like, I, we talked oh, yeah, before yeah. about how like every song that was in the final, with the exception of like two, got twelves from somebody. Oh, yeah. Like it was really, really crazy. And we just talked out. about this. Yeah. 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 It was nuts. But I think I to that yeah, to that worthy. end, I would say "Running Scared" is also very much a yes, a, a, yes, a, a baby song. I guess you could call it. Mm -hmm. And and I would go so far as to say I think Sweden has delved into this a number of times. Uh, "Undo" I thought was a really cheesy. "Undo, undo." Is oh, this "Undo God. My Sad"? Is that what that yes. one? Yeah, "Undo yes. My Sad." Yes. Okay. <laughs> And I think I think "Hold Me Closer" is just right up there doing the exact same thing. Uh -huh. Oh, that, that's except no. except there's a part of me that's like I feel like Cornelia. Is it Jacobs? Cornelia Jacobs. Jacobs. It's yeah, just Cornelia. Jacobs. Yeah, I feel it's Cornelia Jacobs. There's I don't seeing her re-perform it last year. I was like, man, she's really doing something out there. However, it's I singing. see. I see. <laughs> it is singing. I. See, I see making where you're a coming. mess. I don't agree with you, but I can see where you're coming from. I I I don't agree. I, I I think I think Cornelia was is honestly an exception to the 
rule for Sweden over the last decade or so. It was a lot more authentic mm -hmm. than a heroes or a tattooed, you know, they're winners or too late for love or uh, uh, voices. The mama's uh, sent to. Yeah. 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 Cornelia felt a lot more organic, a lot more raw. Even though it's yeah. it's still sweet and it's still polished within an inch of its life, but it's still it maintained yeah. enough of that raw edge to it. I don't know if it was just the vocal quality or just the performance style, but it felt a lot less forced. Mm -hmm. I yeah. I have yeah. to worry. And, and, and she's gonna is... make America great again. I think everything <laughs> that he's saying is authentic and uh, I believe him. Great. I just want to get ever. a beer with Cornelia Jacobs. That's the message that I'm taking from this. Yes. <laughs> This is uh, this is a kind of song that uh, Italy and and Sweden are always kind of sending, and Russia as well, in varying degrees. You know, let's not liken right Russia's output to Italy's output. But it's also I'm going to take that... issue with that because I think Italy is sending genuine songs. Yes, yes they like, are. They I, really I never are. doubt it. it. With Sweden, it's like nope, this is all a fabrication. It's all an illusion. Mm -hmm. I don't buy it for a second. I mean, there's the thing about Sweden though is Melody Festivalen. It's it. The songs are handcrafted in order to win Melody Festival and win Eurovision. Mm -hmm. With a country like Italy, yeah, you want to win San Remo, but those songs are, are the songs real that, songs. They're real songs that would be launched. It's it's a mm -hmm. song for Italy, and we've talked about this with other national finals as well. I mean, in a couple of months after Junior, we'll probably discuss something similar when Albania comes up. That it's a song for Albania and for Albanian taste. So it's not constructed for this international audience yeah. having to go through that's, translation in the same yeah. way mm -hmm. yeah I, I, like we haven't, discussed, we, haven't even dis we haven't even discussed, discussed the idea of, of 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 translation yeah no yeah. we shouldn't yeah. <laughs> it never sorry, translate Dara, were, were, ever were you saying were you saying something about seuss Dara, i would say I, we, you just mentioned albania and seuss was another one that came to mind as being like very leaning hard into the drama Yes. Mm -hmm. And the emotion. I, yes, that one I bought. I mean, that one I, I saw it. I'm like, oh, no, this is real. She's really having an emotional moment on stage here. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, that was 2012, Albania. Oh, that's right. Yeah. We, that, yeah. Another one that we visited rather, rather recently. Yep. So, yeah, the, the, the dreads and the, I mean, wailing. Like that was like mm -hmm. she was rending her, her heart out and leaving it on the stage. And, which is interesting because in person, she's very, very soft spoken and shy and sweet. Isn't that always the way? Yeah. I know. Right. What, probably one of my favorite interviews I've ever done, actually. She's just very like, oh, you wanted to talk to me? Hi. Like, very, very <laughs> like, disarmingly cute and sweet. Yeah. I want to say, I mean, but there, this is... There are, this, sorry, go on. Go on. No, you, you go. You, you, you go. You go. God I damn it. Really I, I didn't have anything specific. You go. You go. <laughs> okay. I was going to say, uh, there's... This is a, a trap that I sort of am... I'm really nervous and I feel rather dreadful about it sort of developing this way. But like ever since Duncan Lawrence won, he's sort of created this cottage industry of really churning out songs from Netherlands that have the same feel. And they are all serious. And I know that we loved Dipt from a couple of years ago. Uh, but I, especially what they sent this year, it was like, oh, we're going for Watch some it. real... Yeah, That's some it. some 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 real deep emotion. Like when is when is the Netherlands gonna have fun again? That's 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 what I that's what I'm looking at. Well, I mean, 2021. I mean, we talked in our last episode about a song that was unduly, you know, passed over when it came to votes, but certainly incredibly genuine and with a very mm -hmm. very valid message and very layered production of, of you know, Birth of a New Age. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm glad yeah. Duncan didn't have a hand in that. Yeah. It would have been weird. The birth of a new age. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry, Dunk, but 
This is that would have been really bad. Yeah. Ah, you know what this song needs? It needs a sad little white boy's touch. Yeah. That's a white <laughs> Dutch boy. We need yeah. a white so the people understand. <laughs> Oof, so can get up on stage and be like, apartheid is Dutch word. You know, I'm, I'm very glad that we have gotten through an entire episode about songs that we think are overrated and we haven't even breathed the UK's name. I'm, I'm good. To, <laughs> it's, it's, it's very, it's very telling. Would you say they've sent something overwrought and I don't think they, I don't think they have. I don't think that's their problem. And you know what? They're all, it, I think they're all the better for it. The Andrew Lloyd Webber one, maybe. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, it's my time, you know, it's my time, which would have been 2009. Oh, well before my time. Okay. Jade Ewan, it was written <laughs> well before by my time. Sir, Sir, Sir Andrew Lloyd Webber. And it came top five. Like, it came, what, fifth place, I want to say? Once again. Ugh, okay. And, I mean, they have sent, you know, peace songs in the past. You know, give a little love back to the world. Um, yes. Message to your heart. So that we're going back into, like, the 80s Can we count 90s, flying my flag for you? Well, Love well, there's a lights. certain message. There is a specific message yes. to that one. It's, you know, please buckle your safety belts and find something to suck on for landing. But yes. Um, oh, oh, that was a moment, Gosh. wasn't it? Oh. I mean, there are, but there are wailing message songs that, that do mm-hmm. hit. Like, like we were saying, like 1944. Yes. You know, it, it worked. It was genuine, but I mean, some people obviously take, you know, certain umbrage to it, but I love Perhaps, it. Perhaps, yes. But like, that's a that's always a, a sort of a trait that we are always searching for in the right Eurovision song, is that, is this coming from an actual, genuine place of, like, creativity? Like, mm-hmm. is the person who's singing this song, like, did this come from them? Is this a real story that's being told? Or is this just... Is it does it did it come from Chat GPT? Yeah, is it is it like water guns? Is it you know? Is yeah, it, is this is to AI is create me an, a Eurovision winning entry, and they come up with Il Polo. Right. I mean, I, I think about songs like "Sweet People" from Alyosha, which again would have been slightly before you started, you know, watching this. Would have been 2010 for Ukraine. Oh yeah. That was you know a, very much a message song. You know, young barefoot woman in tattered clothing screaming her heart out about the state of the world, but it was amazing. Um, not the same. Sheldon Riley, you know, very you different not. message from this sort of love, love, peace, peace. But it was, you know, that was incredible. That was incredible. Yeah. Vocally, visually, it was it was genuine. It was honest. That's another thing where it's like, well, I didn't really like the song, but I never doubted that it was get that like that. That's his song. I guess in the end that like that's always what I'm looking for. That's always what doesn't sit easy with me for these songs is that, well, this is also this is kind of fakey, but there's the fakiness that is, uh, I don't know, kind of kind of enjoyably laughable, like with Poland from last year. Like, you know, Bejba, that was that was <laughs> completely ungenuine and manufactured, and that came out of a production house. Like, but it's like there's something almost inoffensive about that. But then when something comes along, like, oh, and it's like, you know, like I mean, there's there's the, there's is. there's a difference with those though. Like there's a song that's from a production house, but is but is transparent about that. And then there's yeah. a song that's yeah. from a production house <laughs> that's trying to sound like it's yeah, not. Yeah, that is dressed up like uh like yeah. like prestige. And it's like, well, right. that's yeah. kind of yeah. not what should be happening. I have a I have a quick treat yes. uh, a treat for you before we uh, uh, wrap this up. Um, uh-huh. Well, actually, uh, um, did anyone have more? Or I mean, I wanted to or... you know just shout out other ones, but I mean nothing too okay. crazy. Just you know, no me vete fato niente, meta and moro. Now I've I've I... never gotten that one. No, I, I, I love that I, one. I I was almost afraid to bring it up because I thought that you guys all sort of like unanimously loved it. 
but I don't, that I'm one has in, also never fan. quite done it for me either. Yeah. I I mean I, I I fully admit that I am an Ermometta stan. Like I I love yes. the guy, and I understand enough Italian to like really get into it, and it just grabs me really well. Um, I also put down Diana Gritskaya from Georgia. If we're talking about songs that seemed a little bit too well constructed in order to feel like it has meaning and tug on the heartstrings. I, I want to say this is Georgia 2009, 2008 or 2009. Uh, the song was called Peace Will Come. And oh, no. she is a, a, she's blind or visually impaired. And she's, you know, guided onto stage by, by her, her backing singers who halfway through everybody's in, you know, they're black. And then there's a sheet that comes out and they bring the sheet back and they're all in white and they're all wearing like emblems of different religions around their necks. And she has a line oh. of, you know, uh, you know, people are crying bitter tears. Are you so blind to ask me why? I'm like, oh dear. Okay. I'm like, the sentiment was noble, especially coming yes. from Georgia, who you know was dealing with you know the crisis in Assetia and and and. But it and also that. just it feels just, like pageantry, oh, right? Yeah. Again, this is also at this point 15 years ago. Like this is sort of early in my Eurovision journey, mm -hmm. and the contest I feel has grown since then. But yes. you know. Other ones that I, you know, since since Derek and I have been attending anyway, uh, Voltage de la Capat from Romania about, you know, people leaving Romania and leaving their kids behind and, you know, empty suitcases on the stage. And like right next to it in the in the leaderboard was Genealogy, Face the Shadow from Armenia. Oh, yeah. Also like very I, intense message. And, you know, I, I feel like in both of those cases, their intention wasn't to do well. It was to send a message. I mean, they even said as much in their interviews. Mm. Yeah, it's about uh, sending a message. Yes, but they made it to the, so the both, <laughs> both of them made it to the final, though. So I guess they were certainly successful in that way. And frankly, if it wasn't for a genealogy, then we wouldn't have had to, to Mark Caprellian, which meant we wouldn't have had Rosalind. So yeah, they ran so others could walk. Yeah. <laughs> well, what I wanted to mention, just because uh, on that shared notice, it's something I've been thinking about a lot. There's a song that always stuck with me, even though I didn't think the song itself was particularly good, uh, was Bosnia's last entry, Lou Bavier. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which really leaned hard into the kind of a highly stylized prison camp motif on stage. Like they had barbed wire and emergency blankets and things like that. And it was... I mean, coming out of Bosnia, too, it's like just a really kind of heavy message around it. And it just didn't catch at all, really. It it came in. What, uh, it That was number 11 in a semifinal. It was 11th. It? Yeah, it was it missed uh, out by just a few points. But still, uh, it, it didn't Bosnia kind of with a song like that and being Bosnia, which seems like it's generally loved in general, you know, by the folks. Um, I thought that would have gotten through on like ninth or 10th at the very worst. But mm. nope, someone else nope. took it from him. Then and that's someone Albert Einstein. <laughs> what? <laughs> and we all stood and clapped. What's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. And the person I, who was I, there to give me the job interview, Albert Einstein. Albert. Uh, I just wanted to shout out one last message song that just makes me just think, huh? And I feel like it's appropriate. Um, Latvia 2010, a song called What For? Did not qualify. Uh, ladies Latvia doing their laundry uh, on stage, asking God, you know. What for do people live until they die? I tried to call my Uncle Joe, but he could not speak. And it was just very, very strange and abstract, minimal accordion, 
do yourself a favor. If you don't know this one, it's a bit of a somewhat deeper cut. This is when message songs kind of go a little bit off the rails. Maybe we'll do a react video with this. It's a message song. song, This sounds like it might be amazing. I'm not sure, though. Yeah, it's... It's it's a special time. Anyway, you at home, if you're listening to this, what are some of the songs that kind of stand out to you? Like, what's a message song that worked for you? What's a message song that didn't? That and didn't. what's the difference? <laughs> like, how do you like how do you define what works for you and what doesn't? Like, what's what's cringe and what's heart heart lifting? You know what what mm-hmm. works? Any other comments, guys? Before we wrap this up? Uh, yes, uh, L'Essenziale is the Daniel Powders bad day of your i'm gonna i'm gonna i will fight you you, danny all right uh, all right uh eric and i i'll show you a bad day (laughs) eric and i are gonna hop into our cars and pummel danny but in the meantime you can find us on social media all the normal places one two points usa email us directly at 12 points of america at (sighs) gmail.com guys same time next week (laughs) sure Assuming you have all your teeth, Danny. Yeah, we'll um, see. <laughs> until then, I've been Samantha. I've been Derek. I've been Eric. And I've been Daddy. For now. In America. Stop. Stop. Danny, Stop. I'm coming wow. to kill you. Derek, how come we haven't had... How come we don't got the evil theme music yet? We didn't pay for it. We did it. <laughs> One eight seven seven. That costs extra. Cars for kids. Yeah. Is that the national anthem of hell? Yeah. Hell. Yes. And then of the bad place. Yeah. A bad place.